0: Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, who or what has been haunting and tormenting a person in an apartment that they so desperately wanted to call home?
1: Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your Real Ghost Story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are a of the unknown, and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost
0: Stories Online. That it is. 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to show your real ghost stories with us. Or, of course, you can go to our website, realghoststoriesonline.com and write in there. And uh, if you want access to what we call the EPP material, the uh, Extra Podcast People material, which is bonus episodes of the show, brand new ones every single week. We're almost up to episode 400 of the EPP episodes, which is hard to believe. Uh, Those are all there exclusively for you. Plus our archive of regular episodes is there. The advanced episodes, all of it's commercial free. All in all, it is the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories ever created. You get all that. Five bucks a month. Just go to ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Tony and Carol with you on today's episode of oh, the program. What's going on?
2: <laughs> okay. I don't know if this is a paranormal sighting or what, Okay, but we're recording this on September 13th. So last night was the MTV awards. Okay. I don't mean to be catty, but it's going to kind of come out that way. Okay. But did you see Madonna? Cause it was a little paranormal. I you know, did
0: not watch them.
2: So maybe just while we're talking, mm-hmm. Google Madonna VMA Awards. Okay. She has got the biggest boobs ever and the biggest butt ever. And I'm all about if, you, if, it's, if you've got the money and you want to nip and tuck and add and subtract, then just go for it. But it was really strange because it's like a Madonna blow up doll.
0: Really? Look at it. I'm I'm turning it on here on like I think Yahoo Entertainment or something. Yeah, I need
2: to see my good. And YouTube. you just just even Google it, and look at images because all of it'll be a page full of images. But I, you know, she always had this really great figure, and she didn't have big boobs by any means. She had pointy ones at one time, but like this is like stripper size boobs. They're ginormous. Oh my god! <laughs> right, and I'm like. Is it really Madonna or is it like, is it like somebody has taken over Madonna or what?
0: I don't know. It's just kind
2: of like. And then when she turned around and walked off, her ass was really big. Are they
0: real though? Or is this like. Pros- I don't know. I wonder, That's why I'm like, Here's my guess.
2: My guess is. <laughs> like the, I looked at it last night. I'm like, is this like some sort of.
0: Sh- she's possessed. Is
2: it? Shift- sh- shapeshifter.
0: You know what? I'm I'm Okay. Not that I'm an expert in boobs, um, but let's say I play one on TV. They look super fakie. They do. They look prosthetic. It looks like they're... I said
2: the same thing. I'm like... I don't think they're real. Now, if I was her coming out to open up the VMA Awards, I think it would have been cool to pull out one of your old, like, costumes you're kind of known for, like the cone bra thing, so her boobs would be super pointy. No, not anymore. They're not really pointy, but... They were like, they're just everywhere. They're uncontainable.
0: No, that, 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 the whole thing is they're fake. I mean, and it's not in like fake, like implants, like it's fake. It's prosthetic, like a fake baby belly or something like that.
2: So, Uh so there you go. I was really surprised because I'm like, I I knew it wasn't paranormal, (laughs) but it was almost some kind of weird. It almost kind of feels like it
0: in some ways.
2: (laughs) It's like one of those. Oh my God. Did you see that? (laughs)
0: Well, there you go. Now we uh, we've settled that and uh, we know what's going on with uh, with Madonna.
2: Well, at least we can settle one thing because we really don't have much insight no. on anything else, but we try. We
0: can never say like the ghost stories are fake, but we can certainly say Madonna's breasts were fake and her ass was fake on the VMA Awards. Uh, kind of
2: Fascinating at the same time. <laughs>
0: is our phone number here at real ghost stories online to share your real ghost stories with us let's go over to our first letter it says i've only started following your podcast for a few weeks and i gotta say thanks for telling stories that i can relate to emotionally it's very freeing and liberating to hear others having similar experiences My encounters with the paranormal started in high school, from the first time I had sleep paralysis to the second time when I'd have an Inception-like dreams, within dreams, where I would be stabbed over and over with each dream. Things escalated from there with many strange events. But the paranormal activities were strongest when we moved to a new apartment. I had just started college then, and my family finally got housing assistance and moved into this two-story condo apartment. The top floor was where the bedrooms were. The living room kitchen were on the second floor and the garage main door on the first. A few months after we moved in, I was studying in the living room late into the night, around 3 or 4 a.m. My teenage sister walked downstairs from her bedroom. Her slow, non-specific movement intrigued me, her gaze unfocused. I realized she was sleepwalking and was just observing her because I remember the proverbial wisdom of not walking a sleepwalking person or they'd be scared and startled. She walked towards the kitchen window, made a motion of opening some sort of door, looked up and down, then closed the door. She then turned around, walked back upstairs. I thought that was weird, but I bet I'd be funny story to tell. Uh, it'd be, be a funny story to tell her. When I did, she said she doesn't remember doing that, but it was weird. We laughed it off. A few months later, landlord's son came to do some sort of maintenance in the apartment. We got to talking, and I told him about the event. He said, "Huh." with a puzzled look on his face. He told me not to go anywhere, and he'll be right back. A few minutes later, he came in with a manila folder, showed me photos he took of the apartment from when the tenant before last moved out. There was a brown fridge right next to the kitchen window, exactly where my sister was making the motion of opening fridge doors, looking up and down as if to see whether this food is in there, and then closed it. I became convinced then that the apartment was haunted, but didn't know what to do about it. My parents were devout Catholics and have denied the existence of the paranormal because they've always said God and the Virgin Mary will always be there to protect us. So I kept it to myself and dealt with the activities. I was studying late at night again and I was leaning back into the sofa for a while. I leaned forward to put my laptop on the coffee table to change my posture and the solid wood coffee table moved a few inches away. I was trying to rationalize it as an earthquake, as we live in Southern California, and many quakes are not uncommon. But in the back of my mind, I knew it was something other than an earthquake. I was home alone one night. We got back to uh, we had gone back to Vietnam for a visit, and I uh, came back early so I could attend my classes. I was doing yoga on P ninety X because I couldn't sleep with the time difference. At the end of the yoga session, there was a short meditation. I closed my eyes, trying to slowly and slow my breathing, when I heard someone whispering in my ears. I could not make out what was being said, but I could feel the warm breath on my ears. I opened my eyes, got out of the house as fast as I could. I slept over at Relatives until my whole family got back into the States. Then in my room was a wooden cross that a relative back in Vietnam had carved from solid wood. It was a gift with fine craftsmanship, so my parents put it on the wall where my bed was. I was in deep sleep one night when someone yelled in my ears, Tanya, and I woke up instantly. That's my Vietnamese name, just as a reflex from jiu-jitsu. I put my feet up to the ground position, my arms up to protect my face. That was when the heavy wooden cross landed in my hands instead of my face. My heart was racing. So confused and not able to process what had just happened, I turned on the light and did not go back to sleep that night. We had a family friend crashing with us for almost a year. He was sharing the bedroom with me. I got back from class one afternoon and saw him on the bed with his headphones on, his face drained of color. He said, have a listen to this. He was recording himself rapping in Vietnamese. He was an amateur artist. I saw the audiogram of him singing, and as he uh, reminded back to before his voice started uh, singing, there was a small spike. It was a high-pitched voice that said in Vietnamese, keep going. The door to our room keeps getting open in the middle of the night. I changed the lock and the whole door. The same thing kept happening. We thought it was the pressure differential in the room because of an open window, but the windows were closed. One night we were in our own beds doing things on our laptops and we heard the doorknob turn. It opened slowly halfway through. The doorknob twisted back to the original position. We just looked at each other wide-eyed. I got up to close the door and we both went to sleep. The whole time I was having episodic episodes of sleep paralysis, I understood what it was psychologically, brainwaves crossing each other inappropriately during sleep. I ignored the visual and auditory hallucinations during these because I rationalized the hallucinatory induction as a side effect of brainwaves crossing. What I couldn't explain was me waking up, sleeping on my side, looking over at the roommate sleeping. I couldn't move and I realized I was having another sleep paralysis episode. I saw a pair of skinny legs walking towards the head of my roommate. Skinny legs because she was wearing black shorts. She then turned around to look at me. I was so scared, so I closed my eyes, pretending that I was sleeping. I had a tick to wake myself up, wiggling my neck and fingers until I did it in real life and woke up. I woke and my roommate was still sleeping in the same position. There was no one else there. We welcomed another addition to our family. I had another little sister when... She was about 2. I gave her a bath, dressed her, and was walking downstairs to eat lunch. I turned the corner and started to walk downstairs when she said, when she held my hand, peered back into the alley and said, "There's someone there." We were by ourselves at home. I picked her up and ran downstairs. My teenage sister was pulling into the garage when she looked at the kitchen window and saw my dad washing the dishes. Behind him was a lady. She thought it was her aunt coming to visit, so when she got upstairs, she asked my dad if his sister was over, and he said no. He was by himself, at home alone. Many other events have happened until we moved out. Strange paranormal activities kept following me, though. I cannot say it's if it's the house that's haunted or if it's just me being sensitive. I have two young kids of my own, and my toddler slept over at Grandma's for a week. He told Grandma that there is someone in the living room and that it was great grandpa. He knew what great grandpa looked like from the pictures, but we never told him anything more than that. My wife is worried that my oldest is like me and would invite other things to happen at home. I told her there's nothing we can do if that was the truth. A couple years ago, I was diagnosed with sleep apnea. Basically, I did not get enough oxygen while sleeping because I was snoring so much. I was excited because it explained what I was seeing psycho- physiologically. I wear a CPAP device to sleep now. and My snoring has decreased to normal thresholds. Sleep paralysis has gone down from two to three times a week to only one to two times a month. I thought that was the end of everything. Until I heard someone yelling my name again in my sleep. In Vietnamese. Or seeing someone in the glass door reflection at my work. I guess this is not the end of it. If my family's safe, I am content with it. Lots happening in that story.
2: Yeah, there's. A, I mean, there's a million things, but I do think that um, it it sounds like whatever it was wasn't necessarily out to scare her or mm-hmm. hurt her, because and it could be separate things like the night terrors and night and sleep paralysis that could be its own thing. Yeah. Um, because the those incidences can be really terrifying. And very real and very what the F mm-hmm. um, in in themselves. So, you know, maybe that's an idea. I don't know. Maybe they're all connected. But, you know, and then when she said that about the sleep ap- CPAP machine, that kind of made some sense too that you'd be having sleeping issues because you can't breathe. You know, yeah. you're not breathing. Yeah. So your sleep is very not right. But I also think there are people that's just a part of life. I'm going to say that you do see things. Yeah,
0: I'm going to say that they're a sensitive, you know, and so I'm not going to say like necessarily because this house is haunted or that house is haunted. I think anywhere this person goes in their life, they're going to encounter things like this.
2: Yeah, like my sister because she has that happen all the time. I actively, constantly say I don't want it. No, 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 Sure. I don't want it. And I don't know that that helps, or I just live in a super awesome little house. Um but I do know if I went someplace, I can feel it. And you know, so I'm lucky that in my own home, I don't, but you know, I just think that sort of thing never goes away. yeah,
0: I mean, just wait till you're gardening one day and hit the grave, then all bets are off. Everything's oh,
2: shit. It's like. There I was out in the garden. The day was bad enough. I was weeding. And then yep. I found the grave. And you disturbed bom, it bom, bom. accidentally,
0: but they but the 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 dead person is very angry. They don't care it was an accident. And now they're out for revenge.
2: Like I was just gonna put peonies in there. Come on.
0: Yep. They're out for revenge and they want to see you suffer. So you gotta look out for that stuff because you never know when you could very easily bring a dead angry person back to life while gardening.
2: Great. Now this poor girl with everything else is poor woman with everything else that's going on, she's going to be like I do not want to garden. I heard what Tony said. Be careful out there.
0: I always kind of wonder I me mean, because I get my area plot like tilled up for when I garden. I have like a friend that has a big, you know, tiller thing um, that goes on the back of a tractor and uh, I have him go in there and kind of do that. But you know, you're you're tilling up soil and you know, this area, you know, was many a things. There was many homesteads, many farmsteads. The Native Americans were here. Um, and we're kind of close to a river. Civil bank. war Civil soldiers war walked over right your there. land. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. So I'm always kinda, you know, I, I haven't really found anything, but I'm looking. I found some weird shaped rocks that I think were probably pieces of some sort of tool, uh, probably by the Native Americans. Um uh, and uh, so like little interesting things that just, you know, they're, they're shaped and you could tell. Indeed, this
2: cause like me, like I had someone reach out to me. They must've been behind a lot of episodes. Cause it's just funny. Randomly people will reach out and, and act like, cause they just heard the episode yeah. and you and I, Sean were like, which one was that? Yeah. And, but so I've got the two sheds in my back. Um, my backyard and one of them we affectionately call the murder she shed because it really does look like a murder shed. Mm-hmm. And um, I found a pair of crutches back there that were wrapped in black plastic.
0: And the man is- who had the crutches, Carol <laughs> conveniently says she never saw. Or <laughs> right, did she? Didn't. Or did she?
2: It says somebody recently messaged me and said, hey, just wondering, did you ever move those crutches? And I'm like, absolutely not. I never will, you know. I found him, and they're there, and they can stay there forever.
0: Or is she afraid so- of getting her fingerprints on evidence—evidence <laughs> evidence that could point to something much more tragic than just a shed with crutches?
2: Well, because what if the crutches? Like, I've never taken the plastic off, nor will I, by the way. But because um, you can feel that they're crutches. They I mean, found her feel- DNA on those crutches. <laughs> On the plastic, around the crutches. Oh, dang it. I was listening to Keith Morrison over the weekend and I was trying to impersonate him so I'd be ready for you and yeah. then I can't. Um, but maybe the crutches are covered in blood for all I know. I have no idea why at some point somebody's like, I got to wrap these crutches up in plastic with zip ties yeah. around them yeah. and then put them in the murder she shed. But to me, I think there's just some things you don't disturb.
0: And the next day she found a baby stroller. But where was the baby? There's a teddy bear, a bottle, and what appeared to be some chewed up goldfish. But no baby. Carol began to wonder, hmm, who would just leave a stroller in my murder she shed? Could it have anything to do with that pair of crutches up on the shelf?
2: She was much, too, she was much too little for those crutches. But could they've been her mother's or her nanny? And what did her nanny
0: do with that little baby girl?
2: <laughs> God dang it! You're so good at it. That's so bad. No at it.
0: one knew existed. Who was little Jane Doe? We'll find out after the break. <laughs> now then, it stops and goes. I'm Lester Holtz. I'm hosting the show and right, I say right. you five words throughout the entire episode, but I'm hosting it.
2: Both I know. Like, I, I think that frequently. I wish I had that gig. Like, I'm just Lester Holt, and all I do is stand like one day a month. I just do, I change my suit a few times <laughs> and I. I just intro and outro. That's it. Well, it's a great, and it's just
0: a, the gig. I just
2: made $10,000. Yeah.
0: It's all, I'm sure it's all part of his contract where he's got to do it, but he's been doing that for a long time on that show. I like, and sometimes he does do an episode. I heard one this week that he actually did the whole interview and everything too, which I was yeah, surprised.
2: Was it the nineties.
0: Yeah. It's just like, how do you have the time to do that between nightly news and everything else? Like that's going to be a busy life that that man leads. Um, I got an interesting thing I'll talk about after the next story. Um, Something that, uh, speaking of um, odd things and uh, a baby carriage, um, uh, I'm not having a child, I'll tell you that much. It involves Halloween decor, and we'll talk about it uh, after this call. Hi, you are on the air.
1: Hi there. Um, My name's Hannah. I'm from a little town in eastern North Carolina. I was calling um, up to share a story about... um, one of the first houses that i lived in when i was like an infant basically um these are all stories that my parents have told me um except for one so anyways um they moved into this house i was probably less than six months old i don't really know for sure but um anyway they had uh They did a little bit of renovations, but not really a whole lot. And it was kind of weird because the lady that had passed away there um, before they moved in, like my grandmother knew them. So they kind of knew somebody had passed away, but they were like, it's fine, it'll be fine. (laughs) So they had moved in and my mom told me that there were several times that she would like hear footsteps coming down the hallway and, She would be asleep, but she would also hear them, and then it would just feel like somebody was just staring at her at the foot of the bed. And then she'd wake up, and she'd look, of course, no one would be there. And then she'd also hear footsteps going back down the hallway and hear, like, a door slam shut. And so, of course, they'd go check, and nobody would be there, and everything was fine. Apparently, this older woman that was there um she used to slam doors all the time throughout the house and um me being an infant too like my mom has always kind of wondered like some of the times that i would wake up randomly in the middle of the night like was i experiencing the same thing of like the old woman like staring at me or was it you know, just a normal infant having an issue and needing to wake up and cry kind of thing. Um, so yeah, that was kind of weird. And then my dad can specifically remember one time, like sitting at the dining room table and kind of looking over his shoulder a little bit, and he could see the old woman like standing in the hallway, like plain as day, but just like maybe a little bit grayed out, not completely normal, but. He said it was just so bizarre. And um, anyhow, so they... There was one night they went to bed. The next morning they woke up and they had one of those, like, old-timey um, hurricane lamps beside the bed. when they woke up, it was sitting on the floor in three separate pieces, like, just sitting there. And there's no way that either one of them would have did that and if it would have fell it definitely would have shattered into like a million pieces I mean the whole thing was glass and it was really thin so they were a little bit freaked out by that but you know it's still fairly harmless or whatever so then they left for like a weekend or something and when they came back literally every picture that they had hung up in the entire house was either laying like on the floor where it was hanging up like in the hallway or in the living room or the ones that they had in their bedroom it was laying on their bed and nobody else had a key to the house because like my mom she told me about it she asked my grandma she asked so many other people like did you find a way to get into the house and do this and they've all told her no so there's absolutely no explanation for it we don't really have earthquakes on the east coast so, and, like, even Phil, why would they just be laid, like, perfectly on the bed or perfectly on the floor and not be broken? So, anyways, um, after all of that happened, there were more nights of, you know, the doors slamming and the feeling of being watched and that sort of thing. And my mom was kind of getting frustrated with it and didn't really know what else to do. So her and my dad sat down at the kitchen table one night and they put out a pen and a piece of paper and they just talked to her like, I guess she was a human or something and just basically said, you know, I don't know what is bothering you or what we're doing wrong, but we need you to stop (laughs) being kind of chaotic and making all this noise because you're scaring us and if there's something that we're doing that you don't like we want you to write it down and she said they went to bed and they didn't hear any noises after that and from then on nothing ever happened no more slamming doors no more footsteps no more waking up with feeling of being watched nothing so That was pretty cool. (laughs) And they lived there for a while after that. Um, And then the crazy thing is, like, flash forward probably, I don't know, eight, ten years later, I'm at my grandma's house, and we're going through some old pictures, and I come across this older lady. And I said, who is this? I swear I know her. And my grandma says oh, that's the old lady, and, like, she told me her name, but I can't remember, but that's the old lady that used to live in your mom and dad's old house, and I said, no way, (laughs) like, I got chills, everything freaked me out, so, like, how would, how would I recognize her? There's no other reason than, apparently, I guess I saw her as an infant, like, I don't know, but... It's really creepy to think about. (laughs) And, like, I can still kind of picture her just from that picture. But, like, I don't know. It's just really weird. I felt like I needed to share my stories. (laughs) And my mom and dad have stuff happen to them randomly. Um, Thankfully, I've never really had anything happen to me. But I have several more stories that have happened to them. (laughs) So, anyways, I might call back in sometime and share those, too. But, um... I'm a fairly new listener to the show, and I just really wanted to share. So, thank you, guys.
0: Thank you for sharing your experience with us. Thoughts?
1: That that was a good story.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, like the hurricane lamp thing. Like, how does that end up on the floor in three separate pieces? Because they come apart. You know how you have to take that hurricane part off. Sure, but they're all glass like if it it wouldn't just fall on the floor in three separate pieces sitting there Mm-mm. which is weird and then the whole thing about the pictures all off the walls really reminded me of when i was a kid and we came back and i had that feeling and we we had come back from being away for the weekend and the record albums were all over the place mm-hmm. all over the stairs and the out the record player was playing an album yeah which is really weird because we'd been gone all weekend why is it playing an album and it couldn't have been on repeat and it's it was that really it was a weird feeling it was kind of terrifying and that sinking feeling at the same time like shit it's happening again mm-hmm. and but i just remember that feeling And how weird would that be to walk in your house and all of your pictures are off the wall? That's the kind of shit that really scares me. It's, you know, cause some people like you watch scary movies and they're bloody and gory and all that. The blood's coming out of the walls. It's more scary. I mean, if I saw blood coming out of the walls, I guess I'd be scared. But, but you know, that feeling of like, what the hell is this? And everything's messed up like mm-hmm. why is why are all the pictures off the wall and how did somebody get in here and if they did get in here why did they do it yeah i don't know that just i thought that was those were good stories and i found them all very believable like i think or, and then it was like living in a haunted house and having a baby that would be terrifying like the baby's fussing and then it's like i don't want to get up <laughs>
0: Exactly. I mean, like, you, you got is to the baby
2: but, seeing something. I don't know. Yeah. I would like everyone in my family would be in the same room.
0: And you hear about that so often when people are in those situations, it's like, eventually we all just slept in the living room together until we left.
2: Yeah. Because yeah. It, it, every, that's why right yeah, there.
0: Exactly. So I don't know. It's uh good stories. Thank you for sharing uh, those experiences with us here in today's episode of the program. Okay. So uh baby carriage thing. So my mom is out the other day, um, uh, just doing some antiquing and stuff, and then she texts me these pictures, uh, and one of them is of an old um, like wicker baby carriage. Totally creepy. Like how much? And I know it's like five bucks or something. I'm like, get it, like bring it with you, and we'll put it in my uh, my graveyard, and we'll get a love we'll a skeleton. I love
2: it. the fact that you put it in your graveyard.
0: Yeah, because you do have one. I do. It's on the golf course. It's I I put it (laughs) (laughs) add that to the sentence, too. Well, in the front pasture, it's a lot of land. So what I decided to do instead of having animals up there, because I have animals in the back, one only needs so many cows. uh, Okay, so um, I have my two cows in the back um and uh, in the front i turned it into a golf course like a two-hole golf course it's enough for like two par three holes so i i, I mow it myself i have i bought little flag poles and it cost me nothing other than you know having the yard um and i just you know other than like the the stick too the that has the flag on it so Total investment to make my little golf course—I don't know, maybe twenty-five dollars—and uh, it's fun. We and Harp will go out there and and we'll hit the ball around. But for Halloween, I got skeletons looking like they're holding the flag pole up, and one of them has a golf club and it's golfing, and then I had—they're but they're golfing skulls. So they have skulls that they're hitting with the golf balls. Or with the, they're or the really golf clubs.
2: cool. It's, you guys yeah. did a really good job.
0: And then I got some fencing uh, and put that up. And I have like the two skeletons whose heads are missing are like have their arms up like, where's my head? And they're golfing with them right in front of them. And then I have this this creepy um, ring looking type girl that I have illuminated with a black light in my field. And she just kind of hangs there and shimmers in the wind at night. And it looks totally creepy. It's also super creepy in the morning when Harper gets on the bus because it's still dark out. Oh, yes. So every morning we're out there and it's like, this is kind of cool and creepy. And you're Can gonna- the
2: kids on the bus see it? Yes. They're like, we're getting a creepy girl now. The creepy girl's getting on the bus.
0: Everybody's like, you got a really cool Halloween display, they tell her. That's what she tells me, so. <laughs> Little uh, Wednesday Adams walking <laughs> to the
2: bus. Well, and your daughter would be so proud if someone was oh, like, yeah. "That's pretty cool." Yeah, completely. I mean, I'd be proud, and it is cool. She is;
0: she's very proud of it. So, no, we had uh, a lot of fun putting it. But anyway, we're going to get that uh, that baby carriage and add that to the uh, whole thing that is going to be brought. My parents are coming to visit here at the end of the week, and they'll be bringing that uh, that with them.
2: So. Now that you have this haunted baby carriage, yeah, like once your Halloween display is over, uh-huh. do you like you'll just store it like out in one of your
0: yeah, that's where a lot panels, of it, um, yeah, because I didn't really
2: buildings right.
0: I didn't have to. I added gravestones, some new gravestones this year, and that's it. So yeah, I just store all my stuff in my shed that I my
2: lawnmower lives in. Because that's the kind of stuff I do not want in my house. No. Do not want to, no, no. I was thinking like
0: setting the skeletons up on the couches just year round.
2: <laughs> Actually, the skeletons, because you bought them where? Like I online? bought them
0: at home, Home Depot, Lowe's. I have okay. a, I have a yeah. variety I of skeletons.
2: If you buy something at Home Depot, I don't really think that it's haunted. Sure. But like an old timey baby carriage. Yeah, I know. It's just different. <laughs> yeah. And they're kind of just weird looking, and I don't know.
0: I'll tell you, it's going to live in the shed. I I know. There's a a creepiness to it. It will not be in the house. Um, But uh, Harper will probably be like, can we put it
2: in my treehouse? No, honey. (laughs) We're never getting it out. Only at Halloween. We get
0: up in the morning, it's not Halloween anymore, and the purple glowing lady is up in the (laughs) treehouse.
2: And the little damn baby carriage is yeah. all over your golf course different yeah. hole every day
0: <laughs> it just moves around by itself <laughs> oh that would be great i wonder if there's a way i could get it like on on rails or something and this just this carriage just kind of moves around by itself around the <laughs> that would be fun
2: Now you're going to be reaching out to someone to create that for you.
0: Maybe not this year, but uh, ideas for next, maybe. Uh, that's going to wrap up today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online if you like the show keep us on the air become an extra podcast person and EPP as we call them sign up at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories $5 a month gets you access to all of our bonus episodes advanced episodes and more ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories until next time for Carol I'm Tony thanks for listening to Real Ghost Stories Online